Welcome to the Tulumininia podcast, presenting stories from the women living in Tulum, Mexico. Be inspired by their life in the jungle, find out what makes Tulum so unique and get to know the favorite places of the locals. Hola, dear Tulum lovers. I'm so excited to present to you Linda Jacobson today. And she is another inspiring and powerful woman of the Tulum community. And I am personally super thankful that we met because mm -hmm. um, you introduced to me the fascinating healing world of the essential oils yeah. and which I now use really daily. And that is an amazing present you gave to me personally. But this is just one of the many things you are doing. And so that's why I'm super happy and excited to have you here in the podcast today. Yay, thank you. <laughs> I'm excited too. Super. So cool. Yes. Yeah. So um, after this yeah, like basic introduction I just did, uh, please tell the people who are you, what are you doing, and yeah, what, is, what are your projects here in Tulum? Well, where to start, right? Well, originally I'm from Sweden and I've been in Tulum for uh, almost... Well, it's 10 years now and the first years I was going back and forth. I'm a social worker and a therapist uh, and I was doing that in Sweden. But since 2013, I'm based full time here in Tulum and I am, well, as I said, I'm a licensed counselor, you could call it. I'm an astrologer, an evolutionary astrologer looking at the soul's uh, journey uh, through the blueprint of your astrology chart and I work a lot with essential oils like you mentioned. I read tarot but most of all I bring this all together to coach women mainly into stepping into their power, releasing patterns of codependency, uh, leaving toxic relationships or just attuning to healthy love by healing codependent patterns within oneself and finding their own purpose to find your own North Star. So, yeah, that is a little bit about what I do. <laughs> There's a lot of things in my tool bag. Uh, yeah. yeah. This sounds so, so exciting and so many things we can talk about. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but just for a start, like, how did you end up in Tulum 10 years ago? Well, It started even before that, when I was 21, 22, so that was like in 2001, 2002, I was traveling in Mexico, all over the place. I was hitchhiking, never oh alone, but like, I never alone. I was always with someone, but like across wow. the whole country. And it was a beautiful experience. I mean, I don't recommend anybody doing this, right? It was one of those, uh, uh, I was 21, right? But anyways, I, I fell in love with Mexico. I've always loved to travel. I always, um, since from a young age, uh, went to foreign places and cultures. So I ended up in Mexico on this trip, loved it, had a beautiful experience. And even though I was hitchhiking and you could, you know, say that that isn't maybe the wisest thing to do, all the people I met was just so friendly and I have to take you home to my wife. She's going to cook for you or you have to, I'm going to do a detour so you see this beautiful waterfalls or how can we help you? And I just felt this warmth of the culture and the people here. Then I went back to Sweden. I studied at university. I worked, whatever. 
Many years later, in 2009, I went back. Uh, I needed a break uh, from my uh, life and uh, needed like a little moment to kind of find myself. And in that trip, visiting one of my best friends who was living in Tulum at the moment, I fell in love. So it's actually a love story that brought me here. Uh, yeah, both with the place and with an actual human being. <laughs> so I usually just that say, yeah, it's a love story. Yeah, <laughs> sounds familiar to me. Yeah, and then Tulum has this way of, because I was just here for a month, and then we kept contact, the man that I met, then he came visit me in Sweden, and then he went to New Zealand, and I went with him, and then we ended up back in Tulum. Um, just to make a long story short, but Tulum has this magic of pulling you back in. Uh, if you're meant to be here, it's like you end up here against your better knowledge or against your logic, or you know, it's it has this, and I've seen it happen with many people. Some people come here thinking they're gonna make this great life for themselves and they end up leaving like running almost and some people try to leave and they're just pulled back in it is a very strong energetic vortex and that is one of the magical things with Tulum mm -hmm. and just for the people who have never heard of uh, the word um, energy vortex yeah like, can exactly. you quickly explain to to the people what that is as I see it right to my understanding um, There are certain places on earth where the energy is strong. You call it ley lines where they cross. You know, this is an ancient um, knowledge that humans have based uh, where they place certain, um, you know, ritual sites or whatever, like the pyramids, the, the, the Stonehenge. And so Tulum, considering the ruins of Tulum are here, uh, To my understanding, and not necessarily quote me on this because I'm not an expert on the Mayan history, to be honest, but the um, the ruins here were, and maybe you know more about this actually, were used a lot for healing, as I have understood, and that the energy of this place is very potent. And uh, that can sound maybe woo-woo to people, but at this point in time, even scientifically, we know that everything is energy, right? Yes. So... Uh, It's just so that there happens to be a lot of it here. Uh, and uh, I think that's maybe the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. With not going into a quantum physics you know, <laughs> conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for explaining that. Yeah. Um, and like, um, since you're in astrology, mm -hmm. um, do you think like astrology wise, um, for, from your birth chart, um, does it make sense that you ended up in Tulum? Like, or do you see a connection there? Yeah, to a certain degree, um, I do. Um, and through, through my own birth chart, I also see a certain connection or, or a certain, a strong connection to me ending up in a foreign culture and following love and living abroad. So that could mean Tulum or anywhere that is foreign from your own native uh, place and culture. And also uh, a strong kind of uh, karmatic relationship uh, indication in my chart. So, so yeah, yeah. Without you know, kind of going into all the nitty gritty details of it, but definitely, 
I also tried to leave Tulum once actually, talking about that magic that it has and kind of pulls you back in. In 2012, I was tired of going back and forth. I got headhunted for a really good position in, in, in Sweden, in Stockholm, uh, like an official job, right? As a, was in the field of social work. So I took it and I said, ah, because I don't want to go back and forth. Um, I want to stay in one place. And that just, you know, Sweden is a very stable country. That whole company that I was working for just went down the drain in a really weird fashion. And I ended up without a job. Of course, I found another one that I really liked, but in that whole period of time, that was just kind of like six months, my uh, ex, uh, the father of my children, at this point we were in a relationship, he decided to uh, start his own business here in Tulum and said, come, and I just kind of ended back up back here. I, I really tried to leave at one point thinking, I'm going back to Stockholm, I'm gonna go do this job, it's gonna be all like this and this and that. And like within like nine, 10 months of that, I was back here. <laughs> like I, it was one of those, I was like, what the F just happened, right? And since then I'm, I've, I've been here. So yeah, and a lot of it you can see through astrology, but uh, it's also, think the magic of this place to be honest yes wow that's so fascinating so your story in Tulum with Tulum is yeah definitely not finished and is still continuing mm -hmm. and um, yeah like um, this podcast also is always a recommendation for a specific location in Tulum so that the people who travel to Tulum for the first time or another time um, yeah can um, yeah, have a recommendation of a nice location mm -hmm. and we are right now in your consultation room yes right <laughs> that's yes. wonderful I really love it it's a very beautiful space that you have here so um, can you uh, tell the people a little bit about how you work here in this mm -hmm. consultation room? So that means also, of course, people who are interested in your work could, they yeah. can come to your house, right? Exactly. Right here to this room. Um, but also you do online consultation, right? So yes. you can maybe explain a little bit how you work. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, I have a consultations room and slash office in my own home, right? So here's where I see people, uh, local people, uh, who wants to come either for astrology readings uh, or uh, tarot readings uh, or simply counseling, right? Spiritual counseling. And even when I do counseling, I usually use the, the tarot as a tool or astrology. So I, I, people can come here, uh, locals or tourists that find me. Um, I also sometimes go to where, when it's people who are passing by, tourists, uh, I go to where they are, uh, if they want me to. But I, I work a lot online. Uh, it was actually good for me in the sense of my ex has a, a restaurant. And uh, I would I, I recommend it actually, it's in the, in the, the name is Sansonte because, well, not just to promote that, but uh, it's one of the, the older places in Tulum that has that feeling of what I would call the more original Tulum, where you go, there is a garden setting. It's traditional Mexican food with a twist, with a modern uh, fusion to it. It's really good food. But it is this feel of the old Tulum with you know candle lights and you're not rushed or stressed. Uh, 
it's not yes. like you feel like you are in New York, right? Yes, it's, it's a really, really good restaurant. I will put it into the show notes yeah. <laughs> so that the people will find it. Yes. Yeah, but 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 the, Tulum has grown a lot, and when I I felt very strongly that I needed to, after having children and kind of dedicating years to that, that I needed to create a, a business that is not dependent on just what happens and not happens in Tulum. So I started to work online and it's, it, 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 it was a blessing in many ways because I love to see people when they come to me, right? But I also work mainly almost now online from my own consultation space, but I can reach people all over the world. People who see me here, I can continue uh, to, uh, to work with. Uh, and um, the word is spreading, right? So it's, it's this beautiful way of using the technology of the modern age. And I also, the women that I coach, I do online mainly, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. From this little cave of mine that I have in my <laughs> own house. Uh, but yeah. Well, that's wonderful. So the people who come here and uh, who are interested in a consultation or a coaching with you, they can basically take you home, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. With them. Uh, so they can start here, to get to know you here. And then when they are back home, they can mm -hmm. continue the work with you. Yeah. And also because I've started to do more of that working with people over time it's better for them as, and I can provide more transformation, right? Uh, there's a lot that can happen in one session, but if you really want to transform something, you need to give that a little time. It's to step in a container where I can work with someone and basically walk with them side by side for 10 weeks about to really create uh, transformation. Mm -hmm. And if someone is here for 10 weeks, fine, but most people are not. So... Yeah, it's really become a very beautiful way for me to be able to to work inhibitedly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So so good. Yeah. And also to go a little deeper into astrology. I mean, yeah. um, there's so much information about this that would uh, really take forever to talk about everything in detail. But like yeah. just to give the people a little bit of an imagination, what this um, consists of, right? So I mean. Me personally, I know yeah my birth date mm -hmm. and my my sign and my ascendant probably you know yeah. and I know that this is um, yeah like oh, which elements I'm connected to but this is like the basics right yeah. and I know that there are some stories in this right where I can maybe find some information about my past my actual or um, my present my soul history. and my oh mm -hmm. yeah wow mm -hmm. and so how, how does that work like i mean this is just the basics i said right but it's so much more so how does it work like reading a birth chart for example yeah well it's really um, uh, you can say astrology is a language some people say i don't believe in astrology well it's not a belief system it's a language right so if you know the language you can speak it um, and it is based on the hermetic principles as below uh, as above so below or as so, as within so without and uh, life isn't or astrology isn't creating life it's reflecting it back to us so through this birth chart um, as I said I do what's called evolutionary or soul-centered astrology you can see the evolutionary intentions of the soul so of course then in the type of astrology i do i kind of think that you have a soul which is a part of us that's 
uh, a impermeable, what do you call it? Or it's like, it lives on through many lifetimes, right? Mm -hmm. That is a piece of divine consciousness that has individuated. So you can look at the chart and you can see here's what, where, you, where you come from. And this, this is where you're heading. And to be able to decipher this can be such a great uh, contribution to someone to understand why are there certain repeating themes in my life? What is it that my soul is wanting to liberate from, learn, understand? And it, there's a lot of healing for many people there. And uh, actually a lot of good astrology is almost like getting a validation or a permission slip from someone who doesn't really know you to be who you are. Because we spend so much time just trying to be someone we're not, right? And when you talk to an astrologer, and this has happened to me personally as well, it's like, oh, you see me. It's like, yeah, this is what you're dealing with. This is your personal journey. And this is, you know, what you have in your favor, you could say. And these are the things that could be more difficult. And, you know, you can also see like, oh, in relationship, this is kind of your love language. And this is what you need to feel satisfied or to feel safe. Or this. And you're like, wow, yeah. I knew that, you know, a lot of my clients are like, I knew that, but I thought I'd had to, and like, no, this is we, who you are, you know? And when we can embrace and accept ourselves, then there is more change that can happen and more freedom that can happen actually. So it's not like we're staying the same, the birth chart, it's not like you're fated to be in this certain way, but when we start accepting ourselves, it's like we have this um, foundation to actually evolve and to, move into kind of a higher expression of that which we are instead of just trying to suppress and being something we're not i don't know if that makes sense but for me astrology has been one of the ama most amazing tools to self-knowledge and also i noticed since i've been in the field of mental health self-development and such for a long time that i mean therapy is amazing uh, but astrology can really provide this kind of like direct doorway into what is the core of the matter that can save people a lot of time yeah. or to know this is the core issue so when I go to therapy this is what I want to bring to the table and actually talk about right so it's just it's just you can really use it for for anything but this is the type of astrology that I do mainly uh, but one of my my teachers said recently astrology is everything it's, it's reading how everything relates to everything else. <laughs> it's like, it's just everything in there, right? Yeah. So then also, as you look at your birth chart, the planets keep on moving. The birth chart is like a photo of the sky from the Earth perspective, from the point where you were born. Let's say I was born in Stockholm, Sweden. From there, up to the cosmos, where were the planets? And... Um, you look at all the planets because we know much about sun sign astrology and the sun is very important it has to do with your vitality and your purpose and your self creative self-expression in this lifetime so it's a reason why we may have a lot of focus on sun sign astrology like i'm an aries i'm a taurus i'm a capricorn these type of things is because the sun was in that sign when you were born but it's also very very limited right so when you when you go to astrology you look at all the planets and how they relate to one another and in which houses which is areas of life they reside within your chart knowing what areas of life will be very highlighted for you and 
it's just fascinating what you can see. And from that blueprint that is yours, the planets keep on moving and we call it transits. So you can also see the planetary movements today, how they are triggering things in your natal birth chart. So nothing stays the same, right? So everything is constantly evolving. So it's also something you can see and see what is up now. What are, what are you being uh, called to maybe focus on and harness right now? And I'm not a fan of fortune telling. This is going to happen to you. You should do, 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 do. Because we are living in a time and age where we need to empower one another. Not go to someone who's going to tell you exactly what to do. It's not a good service. But that can really help you to this is... This is where the fire's at right now, you know. So if you want to really, you know, go along with your own evolution, this is what you want to face. This type of topic or dynamic or beware of this and that. And it's very helpful to, it's like you get a map. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So but you see, I can talk about it forever. Yes. So it's so no, interesting. Yeah. And it makes total sense because, I mean, the planets, they are yeah forces of energy right mm -hmm. i mean when we just see what power the moon has uh, mm -hmm. on the earth right yeah. um in every uh, full moon and new moon the spring tide meaning that the sea levels rise because of the pulling power of the moon right mm -hmm. and when we think that like we are like 80% water, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I mean, like this that. has something, like this has some power also on us, right? And the other planets are also forces of energy. So of course totally. this moves us somehow, right? Yeah. It makes, makes and they sense. symbolize things within us. You can say things within our psyche. The moon, for example, it's your emotional landscape, your inner world, how you relate to yourself. It's very, like the moon is closest to the earth. The moon is what is kind of closest to us in evolutionary astrology. We say it's the lens that the soul looks out onto the world through. It's the movie projector. You need a projector to be able to project your story out into the world. So it's very intimate and it's about the emotional reality. Then Mercury, which is now retrograde, so we hope it's not going to do some shenanigans with us. Mercury is about <laughs> logical mind, communication, commerce. Um, then Venus, for example, she's, this is of course easy explanations, you could write a whole book about any planet, but um, Venus symbolizes within us our need to uh, relate and create harmony, it's a harmonizing principle, so it's how we relate to ourself, our inner self-worth, our values, our resources, and therefore she also re relates to money. But it's also, there's an inner side of Venus reflected in the archetype of Taurus, and there is an outer side of Venus reflected in the archetype of Libra. So it's how we relate to ourselves, our inner nature, our self-worth. And then there is the outer side, which is how we relate to others, how we listen and this. Then we have Mars. He's the warrior. So he's more of a masculine principle, masculine energy. He is protecting our right to be an individual. He's uh, the drive, the engine, the ambition, the this is how I initiate, this is I'm going to venture out into unknown territory and I don't ask permission first, right? And all of these, and then we have Jupiter is how we expand our belief system, our faith, Saturn, how we contract, how we create boundaries and structures and we go Uranus, Neptune, Pluto and all. Anyways, it's just so much and it's so interesting. They represent these forces within our psyche. So when you look at the chart, you can see how, oh, how is your Mercury talking to your Venus? What is your love language? You know, 
uh, and uh, and so on and so forth. Wow. So you can say that the planets represent psycho-spiritual functions within us. Yeah. Wow, that sounds really like a complete new language. And it when is you, like when a language, you, when you, you see, can yeah. Speak it or you understand it, you, yeah. can, you can yeah, you can translate it to the people and they can understand what the yeah, yeah the the universe has to tell to them. And um, talking about the planets, um, your uh, name is Venus Rising, yeah. right? This is the name of, of, of your business, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, so do I understand correctly that, of course, also Venus is like the, the feminine like power also? And so Venus <coughs> Rising is, a, is like also what's like what we see in the world right now? Yes, that's how it came to me. I mean, Venus is definitely a feminine principle, right? Uh, You can say that Venus and Mars are the cosmic lovers, the feminine and the masculine. Then there are other sides to the feminine as well, but um, sometimes Venus is as a morning star and sometimes she's a night star. And Some years ago, when Venus was in the, one of these kind of points where you call her Venus is rising, this whole kind of project of starting to work and again after having children and to put everything together to actually start to put all of my knowledge together into a service came to me and it was during this Venus rising so the name just came to me very strongly and I work a lot one of my purposes in this incarnation is to be a supporter for the rising of the divine feminine so I just want to make clear I am not against men in any way I love men <laughs> right but we've been living in what you could call a patriarchy it's not nobody's fault it's just that the masculine principle has been worshipped uh, for about six thousand years and we you can see this in the astrological cycles there's other uh, kind of belief system and traditions talking about these turning of the ages we live in different ages and we are leaving the age we are in that you could call the patriarchy. And there's really no kind of life force energy feeding into it anymore. And we're moving into the new age, which you could call the age of Aquarius. These are big ages. So if someone asks, when is it here? It's not like it's from one year to another. It really, the transition started some hundred years ago and it's, we have some way to go, but we're at the pinnacle of it. And I can go into how you can see that astrologically, but we will take up, I don't want to take up time with that. So you're just gonna have to take my word for it or go investigate for yourself if you're listening to this but we're, we're at the pinnacle of, 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 the, of the old system the old ways it doesn't matter if you call it patriarchy or not but it's been an, an over uh, worshiping of the masculine principle is falling apart and we see the thing is when you worship the feminine principle it is life-sustaining and that's what humans did for many you know 30,000 years or something and you find if you go back all these Uh, goddess statues uh, from you know our old ancestors and the, the cave paintings and all of these kind of seeing how they were worshiping the great cosmic mother mother earth the feminine principle men have feminine energy in them too so it's not really about gender here it's just feminine masculine essence and energy and then we moved into the patriarchy wanted to control and create safety through controlling but you can't control life you can't control nature 
we are all going to die. It's just we can't control that. <laughs> but we've been trying here for a good time. And now we're at the pinnacle. It's falling apart. But we haven't really moved into the new age yet. So we're at this really weird, difficult, and also amazing time right now where um, it's very exciting times where we are birthing a new paradigm on Earth. And for that to happen, the feminine needs to rise again. And the masculine needs to, uh, of course, also become more um, not distorted, so to say, come into its wholeness. So the new paradigm, as I see through astrology and from also my personal belief, we could call it unity in diversity. So it's not going back to a matriarchy. It's not living in a patriarchy. It's actually putting these forces equally and coming into unity that is more difficult but it's what we're called to do so for for that to happen the feminine needs to rise and that is part of my work so that's why I mainly work with women uh, I see men as well in consultations but I only coach women at this point in time so yeah Venus rising is connected to that whole yeah. thing for me and again this is not against men in any way shape or form it's yeah. uh, pro the feminine Wow, there yeah. were so many, so many interesting things um, yeah. about uh, yeah. the whole yeah era where we are in right now yeah. uh, inside what you just said. So yeah, thank you for sharing this with us. This is super, super valuable also to like understand a little bit like what's happening. Yeah, and that's part of me also. What I, why, what I do with my work, kind of wanting to inform people from this perspective for those who it resonates with, what is going on, because. Uh, Uh, there is uh, no fear and there's no time to panic you know it's like giving birth we are in the contractions of giving birth and I've gave birth that's one thing I want to say thank you to Tulum for and to the women of Tulum I had two amazing home births which in Sweden would have been not so easy because uh, you have to almost have to be in the hospital and I'm not against being in the hospital I just think women should be able to give birth where they want to and if you have a natural uh, healthy pregnancy pregnancy not a risk pregnancy you can give birth at home and I had amazing midwives uh, uh, who's actually her name is Sabrina and she's from Switzerland but she's uh, <laughs> lived here in, in Mexico for many years so she's mixing the Mayan traditional birthing techniques with this kind of more modern knowledge from the Western world and I'm very grateful for Mexico for Tulum for being offering me that opportunity to birth And relating that at home in my own space and relating that to what's going on with us collectively. It's like we're birthing a new paradigm. And in birth is messy. <laughs> and it's not easy and it hurts, you know? And at a certain point, most women, like when it's time to push, you're like, actually, I don't want to do this. I regret it. I just want to go back. I don't want kids. It's not that important, you know? And it's like, but the only way out is forward. The baby is coming out whether we want it or not. The new, this new paradigm is going to have to be birthed whether we want it or not because it's not sustainable what we've been doing. So supporting people and holding people's hands through this is part of what I feel is my mission because uh, there's a lot of fear that can arise. Yeah. Just like when you give birth. Wow. So you're... And if you don't have a midwife, it's e difficult. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you are actually the midwife of the new paradigm. God, <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds like, I'm like, oh, I feel very humble when you say that. I'm like, I don't know if I can take on that title. But in some way, shape or form, yes, that's what I feel like I'm called to do. Uh, so, yeah, 
Mm -hmm. Wow, wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. And um, also another question, like why I do this podcast is I also want to give the vo um, yeah, a voice to the women in Tulum who are mm -hmm. part of this amazing community, of course. And since we were talking about Venus and the rise of yeah, femininity again, um, do you also see that Tulum is a place where especially women bloom and get empowered? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it is a very feminine energy. We have so much water. Water usually is connected to, to feminine, the flow, right? Or to emotions, which is kind of considered a feminine realm. Uh, and, and there is a lot of water just underneath the surface, right? And yes, I see women really uh, bloom and transform here. Not saying that men doesn't, but, but definitely, yeah, I would agree with you on that. It's... Um, It's a very transformational place if you let it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Step yeah. into your power and maybe birth something that you didn't even expect, right? <laughs> I've seen that happen to a lot of people in Tulum. It's like, now that it has grown, the energy has shifted a little bit. But it's still there. But especially some years ago, it's like people came up with ideas here and were able to actually realize a project whether that be starting a business or a clothing line or designing something or just creating something and they actually kind of went through with it in a sense that it would have been maybe more difficult somewhere else i don't know if that makes sense but it's like this very magical creative uh, place and and women who who come here yeah uh, seen a lot of yes of cool transformation and um, since you're here such a long time already so mm -hmm. how does Tulum change right now what what is going on well of course there is this growth that is kind of crazy or, or what to call it uh, it has grown extremely fast and uh, I know you are also very uh, concerned with sustainability in the ecosystem and so and that is uh, something that's uh, in, in being very challenged by the growth so I don't know there's a lot that can be said about it and I'm trying to stay free of or avoid you know it was better before and all of this uh, because change is inevitable and focus more on how can we do this growth as best as possible right but it is really changing in the way that there's way more people here mm. and the ecosystem isn't really or the I mean the ecosystem is what it is right but the construction isn't really made in a way that is sustainable and that concerns me um, Yeah. Yeah. And this is because, um, yeah, we touched this point when we were talking also together before the podcast, right? That it's not coming from the top down, right? Yeah. Um, here are no regulations from the, I mean, there are, there are laws, of course, that you cannot cut a mangrove, for example, because it's protected. But 
still the people are doing it mm. and of course there are also laws in terms of how big you can construct and that you should put in tanks for your black water etc mm -hmm. right there are there these blocks but um, it costs money first of all and Mexico is a country where there are rules but everyone makes their own yeah. rules out of them right so do you think this is also one of the biggest troubles here definitely and so what I think is that people who come here who are conscious and aware uh, need to know that that, that, it, that it, to live here to be here it requires you taking your own responsibility for your actions because as I was saying for example in Sweden where I'm from where I haven't lived in a long time but I go back and I visit and so all of the recycling or what you shouldn't shouldn't do like for the benefit of the nature is taken care of by the government so it's kind of coming from up down so they just kind of tell you what to do and here that that isn't really happening so you have to be responsible on your own and that requires something else from you um, for example if you build a house you need to put in yeah a sewer system but you could also just not do it and just like pretend that you did it nobody you know and so people need to be more conscious about their choices And also, if you come here on vacation, like I was saying, there's simple things like don't buy plastic water bottles. It's Tulum is in a place where you can just go on vacation and be like, oh, on vacation, I'm just gonna relax and like not think. Yeah, lose your mind, but come to your senses, you know, like be uh, careful about the imprint that you leave because nobody's gonna hold you responsible for that in a sense except yourself right so i really want to ask people who come to be thinking about that uh, there can be simple things yeah don't buy plastic water bottles or be mindful of the you know single-use plastic containers that you that you use or yeah what else also when you go into the cenotes and the other kind of uh, very you know beautiful but also sensitive ecosystems don't put on sunblock sunscreen mm. don't spray yourself full of mosquito spray and jump in yeah yeah this is super important because um yeah this everything what you have on your body is then mm. in the water and um this stuff shouldn't be there so it now when we're all connected if, yeah. here the water is connected so you can't you know you contaminate the water well you can't really just say that you contaminate a little piece it's all Water is connected tissue. <laughs> so, yeah, just these yeah. little things people, you know, and not think, oh, but, but I, don't, I really don't want to get bitten by mosquitoes, so I'm just going to do it and think that you can get a, you know, get out of jail free card. Like, you know, just don't, don't, don't do it. Be mindful. Yeah. Have I really day. love that, that you said that it's like the self-responsibility, mm -hmm. right? So I think this is a very, very beautiful point to put it um, also in terms of, yeah, like travel or in general, right? Mm -hmm. Not talking only about Tulum or, I mean, not only travel, also like how you live your mm -hmm. life, how, how you are acting in your house, how you are acting in your own country, right? Safe self-responsibility, inform yourself about everything. Um, and yeah, you can you can make a change. It's 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 in you, right? It's not like that. You have to wait for the government to change something. No, mm -hmm. you can do and something. Also, also, if it's very very like a tiny tiny first step. Yeah, and this is also what's called for to birth this new paradigm. It's happening through each and every um, person. You know, 
through your own choices and actions and it's not like oh it's just gonna happen by itself no we're, we, we need to come together and, and do this you know and not be defeated by the overwhelm that we could feel right now that the world is kind of you know there can be this feel right now that the world is coming to an end and uh, it's not but the old ways of doing things are coming to an end so let that happen and move into the future yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's embrace the new stuff yeah, that's exactly. coming exactly yes yeah. wow that's wonderful there's one question i always ask in mm -hmm. my podcast and um, so i would like to know from you what tulum means to you in just one word transformation opportunity when, when i say opportunity i go think about all oh, people who just come and want to construct and did it and that's not the opportunity i mean i mean tulum gives you an opportunity to really evolve if you if you let it it can really take you on a journey um, but on an inner journey so transformation for me no it's probably the word that's word that sums it up best yeah yeah to wrap up everything um, how can people uh, connect with you the beautiful thing is that they can also connect with you when they're not in Tulum right yes. <laughs> um, and have a consultation or coaching with you so yeah where can they find you and connect with you they can find me on Instagram on Venus underscore rising underscore astro or just write to Venus rising astro at gmail.com I have a web page in the working but it's not up so those are the main things or just look at my uh, Facebook Linda Jacobson but most people find me through uh, Instagram or just write to me um, as it is now yes mm -hmm. perfect I will also put all that in the show notes so that the thank people you. can find you yes so I thank you very very much for this super interesting and inspiring conversation with mm. a lot of information for the people out there um, I hope there were also yeah, some new things for you guys inside about astrology and that you want to get in touch with Linda when you're here. So thank you, Linda, yes, so please. much. And if you're here, thank you. And you, you just, yeah, reach out. You know, I love to connect with people. Even if you want a consultation or a session with me or not, you can still reach out. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much, Linda, thank for you. this conversation. Blessings. Thank you. <laughs> I hope this episode inspired you to live your dream and explore the world in your own unique way. Tune in soon for another inspiring story from the women living in Tulum, Mexico. Hasta pronto, your Tulumi Niña.